This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I hope that you are doing well. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Today, we are diving into the topic of regret. Now, regret as a concept, when I was first introduced to this as a coach, I remember sort of hearing one of my mentors discuss regret from the perspective of it just being very unuseful, that we should never spend any time feeling regretful, we should never beat ourselves up for choices that we made. And at the time, that made so much sense to me. I'm like, yeah, that just feels awful to sit in regret. And as I have grown as a coach, as I have coached so many people on this topic, as I have navigated it myself, I've come to a different conclusion. And I actually really believe that the feeling of regret, like all of our emotions, is something that is here to teach us more about ourselves that regret exists to show you something. And it is a teacher not in the way of like sort of wallowing in regret and shaming ourselves and feeling overly guilty and sort of bringing ourselves down for choices that we made. But I genuinely believe that regret reveals to you your work and it shows you where you want to grow. So if we take that perspective, when you experience the emotion of regret, it is actually very helpful and useful. And it's something I wanna help you have a process to utilize so that you can lean into it and get everything you need out of this teacher, okay? So I want to start with the five most common areas where I see clients experience regret, right? So as a marriage coach, it's very specific to marriage. The first place that I find people experience regret is in the choice they make in selecting their partner right? So as a marriage coach, I'm interacting with people that are struggling in their marriage in some way, shape, or form, or have some area in their marriage that they want to be better. And so there's a gap between what they have and what they want. And in that gap becomes this uncertainty, this questioning, this potential regret for the choice that they have made in 
being with this person that has now led them to experiencing this gap in their current relationship. And so a lot of times when people express to me that they're questioning their choice or that they're having regret, I like to first ask if there were yellow or red flags from the beginning that were ignored or that they thought would get better over time. So if this is something that you are currently experiencing, I want you to ask yourself that question, like when you chose your partner and ultimately decided to be with them, were there things that you already knew were not okay with you? Whether it's things that would just be a disappointment in your relationship or things that were sort of actual deal breakers. You want to be honest about that. And sometimes I know that it's not very clear cut, right? Like there is this idea and this philosophy that like, you know, nobody is perfect. No relationship is going to be perfect. And so there are things that we will see in someone, but it balances itself out by all of their positive qualities. I'm not really talking about that philosophy. I'm talking more about things that you're just like, ah, this probably is going to need to change. Or like, I really need them to work on this and I'm going to help them work on this aspect of themselves or this behavior that they're engaging in. And then when all of that is done, then I'll really be happy with them, right? So you want to just notice like, were there things from the beginning that you just sort of turned a blind eye to or that you just chose to believe would be different, that you would somehow inspire them or motivate them or transform them in a way that this particular issue, character trait, behavior would no longer be a part of them, right? The second thing that often comes up when people begin to question or regret their choice in a partner is the fact that we grow and evolve over time and that our needs change as a result. So maybe when you first got together, there were some things, some needs that were really a priority for you that your partner met and that you were on the same page about and that felt really good to you. But as you've grown, as you've evolved, as you've developed, Now the things that are priorities to you are different. And so some of those needs that maybe didn't matter as much that were going unmet are now rising to the surface. And you're noticing, for example, that you really do want more emotional connection. Maybe at the beginning, you were just looking for safety and security and stability And now that you have that, right, now that those needs are met, it has unlocked other needs that are important to you. And maybe you're really struggling with like, hey, on the one hand, my partner is still meeting these great basic needs that were there at the beginning, but I'm at a higher level in my own personal evolution and my own self-actualization. And so other things are important to me now, and I don't know if they have the capacity to offer a connection in the way that I'm looking for, right? So 
this is one of those things that you just have to notice and be honest with yourself about. And so with that, right, with that open loop question right now, you may be looking back and feeling a little regretful, like, oh, why didn't I know that I would need that before, right? You go into this like shame spiral of like, I should have recognized that this is what I was going to need. I shouldn't have made this choice. I should have done something different. I just want to normalize that. If your brain is doing that, it happens, right? So I'm going to name all the areas and then I'm going to give you solutions. So stay with me. The second place where I see people sometimes experience regret is with the words that are said in a trigger moment, right? So you have a moment with your partner, your spouse, it's not going well, and you say something that in hindsight, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for saying that. I shouldn't have said that. That was wrong, right? And this happens for a couple of reasons. One, when you're actually trying to wound your partner. Sometimes people don't fight fair, right? And when your feelings are hurt, you try to attack your partner with your words. And so there are times when intentionally you will consciously say the thing that is going to be destructive to them and to your connection. Other ways that I see this happen is by the use of sarcasm and like little jabby jokes, right? It's sort of a passive aggressive approach where you sort of just like make comments that surface what you're really feeling without really actually dealing with what you're really feeling. And I'm going to raise my hand for this right now because I recently did that and I experienced regret and it's the exact thing that has prompted me to write this podcast episode for you. So I am working through this in a specific instance in my life right now along with you, okay? And so I can acknowledge that and I can take responsibility for myself that, hey, saying what I said in the way that I said it was actually really immature. That was skirting around the issue rather than just directly saying how I was feeling. Instead, I just like took a jab at someone, i.e. my husband, okay? Um, Other ways that I see this is when people threaten to leave, right? That's using your words in a way that is harmful to your marriage. And it usually comes when you're triggered, right? When a need is going unmet, when you're not feeling heard, when it feels like you're stuck, when it feels like your spouse is just not interested, willing, or available to be with you in solving a problem, you feel helpless, And so in that desperation, you might communicate some threat to leave. This happens quite frequently, right? Someone will reach that breaking point where they're just like, well, we just shouldn't be together. I'm just going to leave or I'm done, right? That's usually how I see this play itself out. And then because they didn't really mean it, because they said something like that, only because it felt like the only option they had in the moment, then they feel regret afterwards. Gosh, I shouldn't have said that. But, you know, it's out there. (laughs) So we want to just, again, use it as a teacher 
and learn from that experience. The third area where I think a lot of us sometimes experience regret is when we've let ourselves down in some way, where we look back on choices and decisions that we've made and we see how, if we're really, really honest, we've betrayed ourselves in some way. We've settled in some way with things and experiences that we knew was not what we wanted, but we felt like it was all that we were going to get. And so here we are settling. And then we feel regret that we didn't honor ourselves with our desires. There are other times in the same vein where you're not putting up a boundary when a boundary was needed, right? I, I coach a lot of clients around communication, and some things that are said in the heat of the moment in an argument, and they just sit there sort of taking the harsh words and really damaging comments of their spouse, when maybe what really is the self-honoring thing is to put up a boundary there, to excuse yourself from the conversation, to not continue the conversation, to get out of that space for your own emotional well-being. And so there's regret that comes up there, right? I can think of even, this wasn't, you know, in my marriage, but I can remember a call I had actually with a client once and he just like went off. He wasn't going off at me or upset at me, but just the way he was communicating, I felt unsafe in that experience as a coach. And it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, I need to put a boundary up here, right? After I reflected on the call and I was like, that just wasn't okay. No matter how upset he was, like how that went down was not okay with me. And so I immediately put up a boundary to protect myself. But I will be honest, like I spent some time ruminating, like, well, should I have ended the call? Should I have told him, like, we're not going to continue along this line of conversation? So I want to just normalize it for you that like, if you find yourself in situations where you're like, man, I really should have put up a boundary, it's okay to feel regretful to look back on that and say how like, oh, I didn't really honor myself the way that I now know that I can. And we want to do that with love and compassion and to sometimes acknowledge that maybe in a moment where you didn't put up a boundary, you thought you were protecting yourself in some way, shape or form. Okay. We want to be kind and loving and compassionate to ourselves as indicated in the last podcast episode, if you didn't take a listen to that one, which is on self-compassion. Other ways we sometimes feel regret when we don't let our, when we don't honor ourselves and when we actually let ourselves down is just not taking care of ourselves emotionally, right? You know that maybe you're feeling sensitive or lonely or sad and you don't do what you need to do for you. And I think the other side of that is sometimes giving too much out of obligation, out of duty, out of a sense of responsibility, out of a sense of not wanting to let someone down, right? There's so many times when I'm talking with clients and they're just like giving, 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 giving. 
And sometimes their partner isn't reciprocating. And so in hindsight, right, they come to me maybe like years later after this has been happening for years and years, and they feel so much regret. Like, why did I give and give and give so much when nothing was being returned? Okay. The fourth area where regret sometimes shows up is when we're looking back on choices we've made that have pretty significant consequences. So that, again, could be an example of we hurt our partner by being mean or withholding love. It could be we reject our partner when we're you know, not interested in connecting with them when they invite us to do things. And then we're like, no, I don't have the time for that. I don't want to do that. Or even with withholding sex, there are times that this happens when you are so resentful and frustrated with your partner that maybe you become like a stone wall, right? Where you stonewall them and you don't even hear them. You're not interested in you know, hearing their perspective, listening to their perspective, you completely shut down and just make yourself unavailable to them. Other times where the choices you've made in the past may lead to feelings of regret are when you're coping with difficult emotions in some unhealthy way, right? That you can see like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm drinking too much, or maybe I'm spending too much, or maybe I'm spending too much time thinking about or interacting with this other person, or maybe I'm spending too much time on my phone or vegging out and watching TV or out with friends. You can look at yourself and see sort of what's described as like that shadow side of yourself, that that part of you that isn't doing the healthy thing for you. And you, it can be really hard to be confronted with that side of yourself. It can be really hard to see like, oh my gosh, I'm making this poor choice because I'm not managing my emotions well. That can be hard to see and notice about yourself. And then the fifth circumstance or situation that I often see people experience regret is when it feels like time has been wasted, just like wasted time. And that can look like anything from moments and memories that have been ruined, right? Whether you're on vacation and then you got into an argument and then you spent the rest of the time not talking or arguing more, right? It could be time spent trying to make things better with no success, right? It feels like I've spent all this time pouring my energy into trying to make the situation better and it hasn't worked. That can be really hard. There's also regret from time spent just being unhappy when you think you could have been happier elsewhere. This one sort of dovetails with the first about regret of who you chose as a partner, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I've spent all this time being unhappy here when maybe I could have been happier somewhere else, right? These are all the thoughts that are going to be delivered to you by your brain when you are experiencing the emotion of regret. So you want to make the connection, right? If I'm feeling regret, what is the story that I'm telling myself? What is the sentence in my head? What is the situation? What is the thing 
that is contributing to my belief that then gives me the experience of regret. Okay. Now, as I've really been sitting with this, I believe that regret comes from three things. One is lack of self-awareness in the moment and then having that awareness later, right? That creates a scenario of regret. It's like, I'm walking around with blinders on. I don't know, do, do, do. And then like you have the awareness and then you're like looking back over yourself in that previous situation with the awareness now and just being like, oh my gosh, that just was not the right thing to do. That's one, one sort of genesis of regret. I think it also comes sometimes when we lack self-control in a moment and then see how a better choice could have been made. Again, I'm going to raise my hand here with my situation of, you know, making sarcastic, passive-aggressive comments <laughs> is for me, for sure, coming from a lack of self-control because I know better. I know that that's not a healthy way of communicating how you're feeling. And in hindsight, right, literally two seconds later, I was like, oh my gosh, that was just not the right thing to do. I saw all the ways it could have been handled differently, all the things that I could have said differently, should have said differently, or should have just not said at all, and then processed them, right? So you're going to have those moments where you're not going to have the best self-control. You're going to say something that's not the right thing to say, that's not the helpful thing to say, and then you're going to have that awareness afterwards. And then the third sort of genesis is when you just don't honor your truth. And then in hindsight, you just recognize how important your truth actually was. And again, this comes from so many places, but I think a lot of times we are just preoccupied with how other people are going to feel when we stand up for ourselves or stand up for our desires. So we people please. And so we minimize what we want and we like make excuses and we justify things and we don't stand for our truth. And then we recognize like, oh, actually, I should have trusted myself. I should have stood by what was really important to me. And we see how important it was. And it feels like we just have a big miss. Okay. So again, I want to reiterate that like all emotions, Regret shows you something. It is a teacher. It is not something to shame you and to bring you down. It reveals your work and shows you where to grow. I want you to think about experiencing the emotion of regret or guilt, which is its very close cousin. It's literally a compass point directing you to where you can grow. And when you're experiencing a situation where regret is coming up for you, I want you to approach it with both humility and compassion. You are a human. You are not going to get things right 100% of the time. 
And so if you are struggling with regret, I want to leave you with four perspectives that can help. One is to honor your past self. You were doing the best you could do with the information you had available, with the tools you had available, with the emotional temperament that you had available. There's nothing wrong with you if you made a choice or did something that you're now looking back on with more awareness, with more self-control, with more understanding, right? There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with the past version of you. It was just a snapshot in time, a decision you made with what you had. So you want to honor that part of yourself. And the way that I like to do this is to just ask, like, what was right about it, right? With what you were working with, with what you knew, with what you understood, what was right about the choice that you made? What was right about it? Try to find something that will help you honor that part of you that really was doing what seemed in the moment like a good decision, okay? The other thing that's really important is you want to allow your spouse to have their emotions. And so what I mean by this is that sometimes the things that we regret are things that we have done that are not helpful to our own marriage, right? And so in feeling regret, sometimes because feeling regret or feeling guilty is so uncomfortable, we want our spouse to not be upset. (laughs) So then we don't have to feel as bad, right? I want you to just really think about this and let it play itself out. If you said something mean and hurtful to your spouse, and then they're upset about it, and you feel regret, and you feel guilt, and if you don't have a good relationship with your own emotions, you're going to want them to not feel upset so that you don't have to feel as bad, right? Because let's be honest, like if we do something wrong, and then people aren't upset about it, it, we feel relief. We feel a little bit like, oh, okay, you're not that upset. Okay, then maybe it wasn't that bad, right? We use their emotions to either validate or like, beat ourselves down. And so a lot of times people struggle when their spouses are upset with them. And I just want to offer you, like, if you did something that you know doesn't represent your best and your spouse is now upset about it, like, what if you just allow them? What if you don't need them to be better about it so that you can feel okay about it? Let them have their experience. You don't get to decide how upset they get about something, right? Now you do get to decide, you know, what boundaries in terms of their reactions, right? If they're upset and then they start yelling at you, like that's not okay either. But if they're just on their own processing their feelings, processing their emotions, maybe keeping a little bit of distance for you, like it's not your job to go in and get them to feel differently, okay? Now you can be responsive to how they're feeling. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about when you're trying to like convince them that they shouldn't be as upset as they are, okay? Number three is 
you really want to develop a deeper relationship with yourself. And when you really know yourself and you accept yourself and you love yourself, you will honor your desires and you will give yourself permission to want what you want, to set the boundaries that you need to set, to stand up for what it is that you desire. You will also believe that you are worthy of what you desire and you will cultivate a deeper sense of self-trust, right? This speaks directly to any regret where it's because you feel like you let yourself down. And so knowing yourself, honoring your desires, giving yourself permission for those desires and believing you're worthy and cultivating self-trust, that is the answer to that situation. And then number four is again, using the regret as a teacher. And here what I want you to do is to learn the lesson and create new rules and standards for yourself. When I think about just reflecting on the sarcastic, passive aggressive comment I made, I'm like, oh, this is how I'm going to handle that differently. I'm not going to be a person that beats around the bush with things and like takes these like jokey jabs at people. I'm going to actually sit down and talk about what's upsetting to me or what's not feeling as good as I would like it to feel in our interaction. I'm not going to take those sort of backdoor jabs anymore, right? And the way that you can do this, I think really starts first with just an identity statement, right? Like I have a high image of myself as a partner, right? It's like I do this work, I study this work. It matters to me that I walk in integrity with what I teach, And so that is just part of my identity that helps me catch myself when I make mistakes and correct them quickly, right? After I realized what I did, I apologized. I took 100% responsibility for exactly what was not okay about what I said and how I said it, okay? So I want you to think about like, who are you As a person, like who do you want to be when you're communicating, when you're making choices? Start there first and then identify like, okay, if this is who I am, what are the behaviors that I enact? What are the behaviors that I don't, right? You want to be very clear about what are the coping mechanisms you will use? What are the ways of communicating that you will use? What are the decisions and the choices that you will make that represent the kind of person that you want to be? And within that, I think what's also very important with all of this work is you want to build your ability to tolerate negative emotion. Right? Because anything that you're doing and then you're feeling regretful about is because you were feeling a negative emotion and you took some action, whether it was impulsively or not intentionally, and now you're seeing that there's something different that could be done. So when you can catch your emotion on the front end, not resist it, not try to run away from it, not try to get out of it, building that tolerance for experiencing 
unpreferred or negative emotions is going to help you remain in integrity with who you want to be. Okay. So those are the things you want to do. You want to honor your past self. You want to allow your spouse to have their emotions. You want to develop a deep relationship with yourself currently, and you want to create new rules and standards for yourself. What you do not want to do is you do not want to ruminate or overthink it. You want to direct your thinking to the lesson you learned from the experience. You want to direct your thinking to what you want to do now. You want to direct your thinking to how you will keep moving yourself forward. Regret only becomes unuseful when you stay stuck in it, when you don't learn the lesson, and when you use it to beat yourself up. That is not what we are doing here. We are learning the lessons. We are having so much love and compassion for ourselves. And we are making better choices, having the hindsight insight that only comes when you make a mistake. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that this concept, I hope that this conversation has been very valuable for you and that it will help you navigate anything that you're second guessing or questioning or wondering about in your life. My charge to you is to choose to massively love yourself anyways, even in the experience of regret. Bye for now. I'll be back with you next week. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.